good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day you're listening to this. For me, it's morning, and I wasn't planning on sharing this, but when I was studying, the Lord just dropped this in my heart to share. So, in obedience to Him, I'm just um, humbling myself and, and sharing what's on my heart. So, Father, we come before you today. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for its power to show us light into our lives, to illuminate dark places, to to set free, to heal, to bring hope, to bring peace. There's such power in your word. And Father, we just thank you for it. I thank you for every listener. Whatever it is that they need today, I thank you that you have provided it for them in your word. I thank you that we are seated in you in heavenly places right now. And God, what a privilege and an honor it is to do this life with you. Well, I was reading in 1 Peter chapter 3. And my Bible in the New Living Translation right now, it just has it kind of broke down in these different sections. And this one section, it says all Christians. So I was just reading along um, and I got to this all Christians part and it just really stood out to me. You know, um, I'm a Christian, so I fall into the category of all Christians um, so I'm just going to go ahead and read verse, starting at verse eight, first Peter chapter three, verse eight. And it says, finally, all of you should be of one mind, full sympathy towards each other, loving one another with tender hearts and humble minds. Do not repay evil for evil. Do not retaliate when people say unkind things about you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. That is what God wants you to do. And he will bless you for it. For scripture says, If you want a happy life in good days, keep your tongue from speaking evil, and keep your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Work hard at living in peace with others. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right, and the ears are open to their prayers. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. Wow. (laughs) So many things packed in such a, you know, it's verse 8 through verse 12. And just a couple of little verses there for all believers. It starts off with just, finally, (laughs) all of you should be of one mind, full of sympathy towards each other. And in life, our 24-7 practically is dealing with other people. If you're a parent, it's dealing with a spouse and dealing um, with your children. Um, If you're married, you know, it's dealing with your spouse, with each other's families uh it just it continues into work and coworkers and your boss we deal with people all day every day i'm a bit of a homebody and sometimes i need to just disconnect from 
people in general. I'm the type of person in the morning, either I'm on or off as far as like either you talk to me and we'll have a great conversation or I'm completely turned off and focused and it's like, let me wake up, let me get in my routine and then I'm available for a conversation. But this being in one mind full of sympathy towards each other full of sympathy towards each other. So many problems would be fixed if we just had sympathy towards each other. And I'm going to tattle on myself. I'm not the most sympathetic person when it comes to people that are um, in my direct family. I've always been kind of just like a suck it up buttercup type of person, like just, you know, put on your big girl underwear and push through, plow through. Um, You're not a toddler, so, you know, just keep trucking. Uh, I'm not going to treat you like a baby. You're an adult. (laughs) And that's kind of the attitude that I have with the people, um that are closest to me. I tend to not be the most sympathetic. I know there've been times, uh, in marriage and David, you know, I laugh about it sometimes because I just, he might fall down a flight of stairs and, you know, I'll, you know, express some concern. I'll, I'll look over and it's like, are you all right? And, you know, I can see that, you know, nothing's broken. Um, that everything appears to be fine and it's like okay well like you're fine like why did you fall like you should slow down um almost straight to being critical than uh of for than having sympathy so you know there's been times where david has stubbed his toe or something and uh almost because of my lack of sympathy these things get a little more dramatic, a little louder of a scream, a little, a little bit more dramatic. And it's almost to pull that sympathy out of me. It's nothing to do with David. I think it's just natural human desire that you, that you want, um, sympathy from people when something happens. And I, I, in, in marriage specifically, but in life, I'm not necessarily the most sympathetic person. Uh, personally, I'm not sympathetic with myself. And that can, in, you know, um, reflect on how I express sympathy to others. So there have been times, um, not too long ago, David locked himself out of the house. I was at work and I didn't get home till extremely late this night. Um, and he had been locked out of the house for a period of hours. So I get home and it was a very chilly night. Thankfully it wasn't below freezing. Uh, we don't have very much of that here in Texas, but it was a cold night. And I am like, I call him on my way home from work as is normal and he doesn't pick up. So I thought that was unusual. Um, maybe he's asleep or something. And then the t- time goes on and I get home and 
uh, he's didn't have the garage open, so that was a little bit unusual. So I, I go inside the front door and I'm calling for him, David, David, and he's not answering. And I'm thinking, wow, he must be like knocked out, like asleep, or he's um in the shower or something. So I go, I look around, and he's not anywhere. And then I hear my dog out at the back door. So I was like, okay, well, maybe he's outside. And I go to the back door, and there he is. He's got his grill gloves that he was using to grill on his feet. And is like this frigid... um man in a short and a t-shirt with grill gloves on his feet and I'm like what are you doing and he's like I got locked out of the house and I've just been waiting for you to get home I say are you all right and he's like yeah and cold whatever whatever and I instantly like the sympathy's just done like asking are you all right was the end of my sympathetic um, expression. And then it was like, well, why didn't you walk to a neighbor's house and, and call me or, or do anything? Or why didn't you call me on your phone? And he ended up having his phone in the house. So it's just like, I'm going through this list of things. Like I was, you know, I was three miles away. Why didn't you walk up to, and, and get the car keys for me and, and drive yourself home? Or there's so many things. Why didn't you do these things? And just a lack of sympathy. Um, just expounding from me. All of that to say, this says that we should be of one mind, full of sympathy towards each other, loving one another with tender hearts and humble minds. Wow. So we should be full of sympathy towards each other in our walk as believers, loving one another. So, This is saying that our sympathy and our love for one another go hand in hand. And that that it causes us to have tender hearts and and that will enact humble minds on our behalf. It's so important to stay humble because, yeah, I may have thought about the fact that you should walk next door. I would think maybe that would be common sense. But in the moment, who knows what, you know, David's reasons were for not using that action or form of action. Uh, maybe in the next situation, he, he wouldn't do it the same way. But thinking my way is better or higher than his, this goes into all of our areas of life as a believer. So many times we see people going through things and we have this suck it up buttercup attitude. Now that attitude alone is not negative. There are things in life, there are, we are walking the walk of faith. That we are, we are running our race. And it is not something that we slow down. It is not something that we can dodge. It is not something that we can go to sleep on. We're, we have to keep running. We have to keep running this race and time is short. And that is something that we can't say, um, we can't just relax on. It is a suck it up buttercup type of situation. But as we interact with other believers, as we interact even with the lost to certain extents, 
but specifically as we interact with one another in our Christian walk, this is very important. That we should be of one mind, full of sympathy towards each other, loving one another with tender hearts and humble minds. We think so many times we're better than this Christian group, that we're better than this um, religious organization, that our church is better than this church, or whatever it is, that I'm a better Christian than so-and-so. Instead of being sympathetic towards each other, loving one another with a tender heart, a tender heart sees things that a hard heart will never see. A tender heart says, to itself I don't know their situation I don't know what they've tried I don't know what they haven't tried but I'm tender towards their heart I am tender towards what's in their heart their heart to do right their heart that's sad their heart whatever it is that's glad I'm tender towards that I tenderly care for them in this state that their heart is it goes on to say with humble minds we think as I said so many times that our way is the best way that our enlightened path is the path and God may have enlightened our path He may have given us the way out of that situation. But our way out is not everybody's way out. And it's a very humbling thing to think. There are a lot of roads to the same destination. I can go seven different ways to church if I wanted. I could go, I don't even know... I don't even know the uh, probabilities or uh, however you would want to say it, the analytics of how actually, how many ways I could actually go to church, how I could literally physically get in my car and drive there or take an Uber there, or I could do, um, those are just modes of transportation, but literally the paths alone that I could take, I could go down this street, or I could go this way, or I could take the freeway, or I could take a roundabout way. There are a lot of different ways, but they all lead me to church. And our goal in life is to follow the way that God has laid out for each of us. And there are steps that he has for each of us to take in our walk with him that are different from everybody else, that might be the same as everybody else. You may find yourself on the same street as your best friend one week and on a different street the next. But the goal is to follow God each step of the way. So when we exalt our way, when we get in our heads that... um that our way is is the highway, it's the best way, then we lose our sympathy towards our brothers and sisters in Christ with, that we should have. We are a generation that says we don't like drama, but we're the most dramatic generation. I think it's the most dramatic time um, we live in is now. Like, it's the most dramatic time as far as what I can see, 
uh, with social media, with everything with that we have bombarding us all day, every day. We are the most dramatic people I think this world has ever seen. But yet we say we hate drama. We don't like drama. We're not. We don't like it. Personally, for me, I always say I, I don't do drama. If you're going to be dramatic, if there's going to be drama in this, then I drop it like a hot potato. I am not going to be a part of things that incite drama. But how humbling it is to say that we should be of one mind, full of sympathy towards each other, loving one another with tender hearts and humble minds. It goes on to say here, do not repay evil for evil. Do not retaliate when people say unkind things about you. Our first reaction when somebody does something wrong to us is is sinful a lot of the time. It's, you know, you someone throws a punch, like your reflexes say, throw the punch back. Um, when someone says something unkind about you, you, the first thing you want to do is say what you know to be unkind about them. Drama. Drama, drama, drama. It says instead pay them back with a blessing. Someone says something about you that you don't like or that offends you. You know, if you've been saved for five minutes, you've had an opportunity to be offended. Things are always going to come at us in life, but our jobs as believers is to grow and to mature. And if we can't get along with our own family, then how are we ever going to reach a lost world? How are we ever going to um, show and display the love of Christ to sinners? Because we might display it to them as a sinner. And then the next week when they're saved and they're in church and you know what? They're not free from all their sinful ways yet. Then we're talking bad about them behind their back. What kind of love does that speak of? So it the, these scriptures speak to all Christians. All Christians. And we have to start living our lives with each other in this way we need to start preferring one another we need to start uplifting one another when we start when we see someone struggling we need to uplift them with our praise bless them we need to we need to turn to the word of god and be sympathetic towards each other have sympathy. Now that's not saying that we are just like, oh, bless your heart. Poor you, poor unfortunate you. I'm not saying that type of worldly sympathy. I'm saying the sympathy that says, you know what? Life happens. You know what? I've been where you've been. I have had the opportunity to been be where you are but God is still faithful God is still good I bless you what can I do to help you 
What can I do to get you through this? Because we will get through this. And you know what? There is an end here. Christ is going to come back for us, church. And we are going to live out the remainder of our days. Pursuing that. Pursuing and running after him. And if the Lord tarries, we're going to be all caught away with him. And we will live in eternity, praising and exalting and doing life, however that looks, with him. And it's a beautiful thing. And whatever we're going through in this moment is temporary. And we need to be eternally minded when it comes to things with our brothers and sisters in Christ. That doesn't mean we're permissive of sin. That doesn't mean that we um, don't correct things if we're in a place of leadership or a place of authority over another believer as far as, you know, if we're a pastor or or, um, any, any type of leader. It means that We do not tear each other down in our daily walks. And that's what I'm specifically talking about. Our daily walks as believers and our walks with each other. We have to learn these principles. That we should be of one mind full of sympathy towards each other. Loving one another with tender hearts and humble minds. That we don't repay evil for evil. That we don't retaliate when people say unkind things about us. But instead we pay them back with a blessing. That is what God wants us to do. And he will bless us for it. The scripture says, if you want a happy life and good days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and keep your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Work hard at living in peace with others. That's important right there. Work hard at living in peace with others. That this should be something that we work hard at. That we don't just drop people. That we don't just... um put up with things but that we work hard at living in true peace true peace with others and that comes from developing that love and that sympathy towards one another with a tender heart and a humble mind so we work at living in peace with one another the eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right the Lord's watching over us as we choose to live this way, as we choose to do right, and his ears are open to our prayers. So he says here that as we do these things, as we are sympathetic, or we show sympathy towards each other, as we love one another with tender hearts and humble minds, that he watches over us, it's, it's a specific thing that he watches over us here and his ears are open to their prayers. I know in life that if I have a person in my life that is constantly negative, that is constantly drama, that is constantly always has a problem, 
then it's not something that I that I want to tune in my ear to. In fact, it's something I I want to pull back from, tune out from. How much more our Father, who sees it all and hears it all, will, in a sense, tune out the complaining of one another, the nagging on one another, the, you know, just the negativeness that we have towards one another. I know we watch our, um, I have three nieces and a nephew, and we get the privilege of watching them on the weekends quite often. And there comes a point in time, you know, when they first come over and it's like, ah, so-and-so did this, so-and-so did that, and they did this to me. And, And at first, you know, I... I'm looking at them and I'm showing them grace and I'm saying, okay, well, this, you know, do this and, and tell them this and tell them how it made you feel and, and then, you know, move on from there. You know, you know, you and the one that's in the wrong, you, know, you need to ask them to forgive you and, and I'm babying them through the processes. But after the third, fourth time, which is normally in the first couple of hours, <laughs> I say, you work it out yourselves. Y'all work it out yourselves. And there comes a point in our lives as believers that God says, work it out yourself. Work it out yourself. I've given you the Holy Spirit. I've given you the Word. I've given you all these things. You know the steps you need to take. You know you need to, if if the situation is that bad you need to go to that person you need to tell them you know that that your feelings were hurt why they were hurt and you need to tell them that you know that this that this hurts you and you need to ask them um how you can resolve this and be an adult be be a mature <laughs> child and work it out yourself Instead of complaining for days and moping around because someone did something to you. And sometimes whenever someone took something of yours or something happened or they said something to you that hurt your feelings, you need to just let it go. It's not important. You don't know if they meant it any certain way. No matter how you took it, sometimes things don't sometimes it doesn't matter how they meant it or what was said you just need to to grow up handle it and let it go just let it go you're going to get so much further in life if you just let things like that go don't let them bother you be a duck i say this david and i say this all the time uh specifically i say it i said just just be a duck just be a duck And when I say it, I'm saying just let it roll off your back like water on a duck. Just let it roll off. Don't let things stick to you that are ugly, that the enemy would try to throw at you, that this world would try to throw at you. 
We have so many things to accomplish as brothers and sisters in Christ that we don't have time for the pettiness of of doing life with these little offenses. We need to just share our toys. And I know this is an oversimplified um, way of saying it, but we need to just share our toys. You know, offer to get one another's milk and play with each other and be happy and be joyful. And we'll get so much further in life. We'll enjoy life more if we just run alongside of each other cheering each other on, rooting for one another than we will ever get when we are tearing or focusing on the negative things that are happening, on the negative things that one another do. It says that the Lord will actually, his ears will actually be open to our prayers when this is the type of life we live. You know, the Lord always hears us. As a parent, I think of, you know, for for those parents out there that whenever your kids are, you know, playing or whatever, you're always listening to them. You know, you're, you always hear them. Um, I shouldn't say you're always listening, but you always do hear them. But it's different, you know, whenever you turn your ear to what they're saying. You hear them having conversations. You you even know what they're saying. But, you know, if a bad word come, came out of one of your child's mouths, instantly you, your ear would be turned to what they were saying. The same thing if you hear your child speaking something nicely. Or, or something caring or there's something sweet going on. You turn your ear to what they're saying. And the Lord, he always hears us. He's always there for us. But it's something special that he says when we're choosing to live this way of loving one another with sympathy and loving minds and tender hearts and humble minds that he will open his ears to our prayers. I think that's powerful. I think that's very powerful. And what this parent is saying is when the father hears us being kind towards one another he just can't help but listen and give his attention to us give his ear to us give his ear to us you know this there's so many different ways you can go with that and ways of controversy of just, you know, well, the Lord always hears us and he doesn't hear us more than other times. He, you know, it's always the same hearing. But there's a joy and what I'm expressing is there a joy. There's a joy that comes from hearing children get along with one another. Hearing children work together for a common cause. You know, I think of these videos that you see on YouTube or Facebook, you know, where someone falls in a race and you've got this one kid that comes and and forgets the fact that they're running their own race. And it becomes more important to them to help their friend get across the finish line than it is for themselves to get across it. 
that it's more important to bring someone with us than it is for me to just cross. And that is Christianity, folks. It is so much more important for us to cross the finish line together as a family, constantly pulling each other in, constantly pulling people close to us. We are called to make disciples. We are called to bring others into the faith. We are called to evangelize. We are called to do these things, to lift each other up. We are not called to just focus in on our race and just run it and me, myself, and I cross the finish line. No, we are called to run this race with each other, help each other, and it is so much more valuable to cross the finish line with each other than it is to just be there by yourself. And if we run a race focusing on me, myself, and I, there are so many other problems that we run into. Feelings of isolation, feelings of depression, feelings of, uh, of, of weariness because you're not in a part of a team. And how valuable of a lesson this is to learn at any age, how valuable of a lesson it is to remind yourself of that we're running this race not for ourselves, but with each other. But with each other. Father God, I thank you. That you are watching over those who do right. And that your ears are open to our prayers. Lord, I thank you that you're helping each believer listening. Tenderize our hearts, Lord. Tenderize us with sympathy. Tenderize us with love tenderize us with humble minds lord that we would repay each other with not evil but with love that we would repay each other with kindness that we would do what is right because it is right and we'll do it right i thank you father god for your blessing on each individual I thank you, Father, that you are bringing us into the likeness of you. And I thank you that we run our race not for ourselves, not for not for our own gain, but we run our race to grab as many people as we can and pull them along with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for listening. I know this wasn't necessarily something that was, you know, put all together or laid out beautifully. Um, This had no outline. Uh, This message had no uh, preparation in a sense, except for this is what the Lord just laid on my heart. And I believe that it is the word that you needed today. So take it for what it is. Take it. And apply it to your life. Apply the word. Apply the word to your life. And it will change your life. For the rest of your life. Um, There's lots of ways that you can stay connected with us. By GraceInternational.com 
Uh, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, social media at um, By Grace Intl. So just stay connected with us. We'd love to hear from you. Um, we have a email list that you can sign up and be a part of. Just prayerfully consider, you know, joining that and staying in tune with what our ministry is doing. If you feel led to support us financially, then, you know, that's always great. We have a lot that God has laid on our heart to do. And we are running this race, pulling everybody in that we can alongside of us to run their race and encourage one another. And if if you feel part if you feel led to partner with this race that we're in then uh, by golly just contact us and we can get you more information on that y'all have a wonderful day and god bless